0: And welcome to an episode of Split the Screen. I've still no idea uh, what number it is, but it is the 31st of March, which means, you know what tomorrow is?
1: Is it something important?
0: It's April Fool's Day. It's so so no. you've been warned. I mean, oh, it's just, there's going to be so many annoying gaming ones. Are there any um, April Fool's Day Eurogamer ones, Ed?
1: Um, no because we are a reputable news site. Um, oh, yeah. I have already received various which we argue um, <laughs> I, ha- I may have received some PRs um, from people with an embargo of first of April and you're like right <laughs> It is obvious. <laughs> I wonder what this is
0: yeah <laughs> oh but well, welcome I am Ben Oswick a uh, just just a lowly twitch streamer but I am joined by royalty here. This is the Eurogamers very own ed nightingale how are you doing ed
1: i'm doing very well Ben. how are you doing
0: very very well i've been this is my chill time i was observed doing teaching a class today and i've just been stressed all week and now that's over i'm just gonna relax and i kind of wish i had alcohol here because i don't and i really (laughs) wish i could uh Just just get tea tea's the best i've got coke zero that's that's my tea yeah um but yeah, we, we, well, we're going to be talking about some other stuff that we've been doing. But very quickly, next, not this weekend coming, but the weekend after, we're off to WASD, aren't we?
1: We are. We're off to WASD.
0: And you're going to test out on the Friday because if they have decent um, Wi-Fi or like internet access, I was thinking about doing a, we could do like a double live stream there or re- at least record An some stuff.
1: IRL stream?
0: Yeah, or at least get, I'll record the video. I'm, I'm going to buy a gimbal. You know, gimbals? I have no idea what a gimbal is. It, you hold it and the and like the camera's steady, so it doesn't move oh, around. One of them. Okay, cool. good. <laughs> so.
1: Um, Waz, for people wondering is not just the keys on the keyboard. Um, it is a games convention that is happening in London. Um, so there are going to be a few publishers there showing some stuff. Um, I know that Two Point Campus is going to be there. Um, some other I think some games from Team Seventeen. And Devolver, I think, and some others. So, um, so yeah, we will. I will be there for work on uh, on Friday, and then we will go on the Saturday. And I guess, yeah, maybe we'll give people a little tour. Have a, just go around. It will be full of smelly, smelly teenagers, yeah. and we will have to wear masks and and just disinfect ourselves constantly.
0: Yeah, I'm going full, uh, you know, kind of head to toe, kind of. Uh, hazmat suit yep that's <laughs> i do that every time i go into a video game store here as well so uh you know the smells
1: <laughs> yeah much like gamescom but yeah a lot smaller <laughs> it's a lot smaller it's not a huge convention
0: no oh, it's around an alley alleyway anyway we are joined by a very very special guest should we would you like to introduce them ed
1: we have the absolutely wonderful and amazing urban bohemian. A.K. brian
0: welcome
2: on in hey hey good are i'm muted there we, yeah there naturally we... <laughs> i'm muted i'm on a, i'm th- naturally there you go <laughs> you can tell it's hey, a zoom call i'm just that's it <laughs> <laughs> hi <laughs> welcome to
0: the podcast and thank you so much for joining us <laughs> it, i mean every zoom call at least half the people on there never unmute themselves yeah
2: It's been. I knew that important things were happening. So I was like, Mm. let me just mute myself so I don't, like, you know, laugh or giggle or something. And nope,
0: gone. I had to teach a class, an online class uh, with 30 students, and it was all online. And one person had their camera on. Literally one person. And one person accidentally turned theirs on, and they were lying in bed, fully clothed and everything, but like lying in bed and just went and like moved the camera away because they're like, don't look at my face. Uh, And like, nobody. I'd ask a general question to everybody and like one person would maybe reply. It was like the longest three hours of that my life.
2: Awful. It awful. Three hours. Oh my gosh. Three that, yeah. hours. It's horrific. Mm.
0: Oh, how are you doing today, Brian? How's your, have you got a busy day?
2: Um, It's been, it's been busy-ish Uh, coming. I I was traveling this past week, or sorry, earlier this week and I got back and I'm still a little bit jet lagged, but Catching up with work has been—it's always fun to like be away from home and then catch up with your inbox. So yeah, it's, it's been okay.
1: As Yuffie says, the amazing voice—you <laughs> definitely are the amazing voice of Twitch.
2: I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna embarrass me, and I'm gonna leave. So no, <laughs> um, I'm trying to just lean into that. <laughs> I love. You should, I guess- you should totally do some
1: ASMR. Because Mm. I think you absolutely have the voice for it.
2: (laughs) I need to look up. I don't know how you set your mic because we're so used to having our microphone set for streaming. I have no idea how, what settings you do and what you do to like get it ready for ASMR. And leaning that close to any microphone is deeply uncomfortable. I, yeah, it's like, I, uh, uh, no, (laughs) it's (laughs) it's relaxing for people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it, but sure. (laughs) I, Mm. I appreciate a nice voice, but I don't. I think hearing somebody whispering when I'm trying to go to sleep would give me, like, nightmares.
2: Right, it seems like it would be creepy, and yet everyone's like, oh no, it's really nice and comforting, and I fall asleep, and I'm like, I just, no, that's too much whispering.
1: Mm. I I do quite like ASMR, I don't fall asleep to it, but it's quite nice to just switch off and just have someone talk to you. I, I weirdly get quite into, like, the optician's ones. <laughs> Wait, what? Where well, they do like full I feel role like play, of, like at the opticians, and it's them like stroking the screen and like you're, pretending to do eye tests. And definitely reason, revealing something about yourself relaxing. right now, Ed. This I, is yeah.
3: This is
0: um, news to me. This is opticians, What about <laughs> dentist. Do you like a dentist <laughs> drill? Find, I,
2: I love the weirdly specific, the weirdly specific <laughs> skits that they do. And yeah, like a there's always a vision test. There's always a spa, so you can also have their hands kind of like pretending to touch your face. So. Yep. It's definitely more than just the sounds.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, I used to... One, I mentioned it to, to Ed, actually. Like, when I was younger, we used to go... Because my parents were teachers. So we used to spend, like, seven weeks in the south of France in, like, a campsite. And my brother and I, we used to share a tent. My parents would get the, you know, the nicer uh, caravan. Um, but I used to, like, go to sleep in the tent while my parents, like, late at night, they were just kind of, like, quiet sounds, quiet tones, just talking to each other about whatever... But like that so sound. Where are you going with that? Yeah, no. <laughs> I used to fall asleep to listen to my parents, my parents fucking. No, I didn't. Wow. <laughs> Not outside a caravan. In Well, anyway. Is we... there
1: an ASMR channel for that? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> no. Nobody
2: searched that on YouTube, but I guarantee rainy night while a couple in the next room is having sex is definitely a YouTube ASMR video. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: <I> just... Where is <laughs> <Where's> this going? <laughs> I, well, I was just, that, so that used to, now, now I'm going to be horrified, but you know, that kind of hust, hushed tones of people just talking quietly outside while hearing like grasshoppers and things was my kind of uh, falling asleep, but now I'm horrified. Uh, yeah. <sighs> anyway. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so what are, what are you drinking today, Brian? Because I love your streams with like your cocktails
2: and your, your
0: various yes.
2: mixology. Oh. Honestly, today I'm just drinking water. I, I. These are things I didn't ask ahead of time. Like, can we swear? And should I show yes. up with a drink? I mean, I've and just been talking I about my parents. I should have been fucking, ready. So, <laughs> yes, that's true. I, yeah, I should have made a drink. I didn't today. It's just water. So, what's what's on the cup though? It looks really cool. Oh, this uh, my friend actually, uh, she's on Twitch, the Opera Geek, sent me this mug and Ooh. sorry, this like, tumbler. I guess it's huge. And it's got the D D ampersand, and this design is based on the Dungeon Master's Guide. Um, mm, That's so,
0: really detailed. I love it. is
2: very large. I I dread one day making enough iced coffee to go in this because I will go at the speed of light. It'll be amazing. Amazing. Oh,
0: yeah. I could really mm-hmm. do the coffee, but I'll have this instead. But Ed, Ed has some questions for you, don't you? Ed, get your interview. Oh, no. You got your notebook. Oh, don't do this. It's
1: meant to be a natural conversation, and every time you're like, "Ed's gonna." interview you. i've told you i've yeah. told
2: everyone this is a hundred percent scripted like it, it's it's really right <laughs> over here everything is right yeah yeah it's all like my... a teleprompter app they sent me it's on my computer screen. It's, it's going up the screen
0: yeah we cool. reviewed uh brian's answers and made sure that they adhere to our uh you know <laughs> editing and all that
1: <laughs> not enough swearing not enough filth <laughs> yeah
2: honestly i i'm so oh, wow i didn't even i didn't know <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, Money says, yeah,
0: us- they. Money says, yeah, they really are that organized. Ed is, I am not whatsoever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I came they- up with a plan.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're in so
1: Brian, that's wonderful. tell us about your stream. When when did you first start streaming, and what kind of got you into it in the first place?
2: Um, I started streaming six years ago, and it was just off of my Xbox since they had the ability to just go directly live from your Xbox, and it was awful. I hated it. Uh, I only had the, the, the pre headset that came with the thing. And of course your first stream, no one's in chat, no one's doing anything. You're not sure if it's all coming across, but I had, I had enough fun just saying, oh, wait, this is time that I can play video games that so I went ahead and went back to it. And, um, God, like I think about that six years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I talked to people who've been on Twitch much longer than that, so it still feels like a very long time. And, um, I think I was just mainly doing console games for the longest time. I was probably streaming a lot of destiny and probably way back when, like overwatch and other things like that.
0: I wonder if our paths crossed then. Cause I was streaming destiny about five years ago, back in the day
2: well, we talked, I know we talked once about like doing a destiny stream. Cause we both mm. knew that we were interested in the game. Um, as I was mentioning on the pre-call, as much as we love to do things with each other streamers, we never actually are able to make that happen.
0: <laughs> no. We need to we do really need to get like a group of us organized and like play a play a raid or something. Because I've yeah. the last raid I did was by the way can you say how amazing it is to have somebody that actually understands like and enjoys destiny? Uh because the that, amount that of times like a
2: call out. That the amount like of times
0: I bring up Destiny and I get <laughs> Faced with eye rolls or oh god, here he goes, Talking about destiny. It's I,
1: not so much what you're talking about, it's the frequency of it.
0: Well, destiny's a destiny is a full time job. That you have to play every week. Again,
1: not really yeah. selling it to me. Like I don't dislike it, but it's just the way you sell it, it's like it feels like a job.
2: I mean, I really can't understand what about it you wouldn't love. It's a gorgeous sci-fi setting that is nothing like at all what they initially planned for it to be. They had these lofty <laughs> goals of being this massive MMO, and then they were like, that's not going to work, so let's make an MMO shooter. The story has been rich every season. I mean, I don't like the season rank thing, so that's yeah, that's a lot. Um, I also don't do any PvP. I really only play it for the story. I is not like reading Playboy for the articles. I play Destiny for the story. Um <laughs> And you get to shoot aliens in the face at the end of a long day. Mm -hmm. I don't know why anyone needs to explain any more things to you, Ed.
1: (laughs) I get that. I I played the first Destiny a fair bit. I Mm -hmm. just sort of dropped off it. I think all of the updates and every year, like a new chapter, and then it's suddenly you've got to pay for a whole new thing. I was like, I can't, I just can't keep up with it.
2: And I do understand. That's been very frustrating to lose access to things.
0: Oh, yeah. The new expansion, though, is brilliant. It's really, really good. Have you played through mm-hmm. the whole uh, campaign?
2: I have played through the initial campaign. So yeah. I now know the big deal with Savathun and the darkness, but I don't. I'm now doing the cleanup stuff, all the extra things that come along with it. So I'm still mm-hmm. doing those. But this is one of the best stories that they have told. And because they did a really good job of storytelling, they reached back, way back, to Mm. a lot of old lore and turned it into something it's like, oh, all of the things that you thought and all of the characters that you were mad at, turns out they had these great motivations or not. They've done a really good job at over the past few expansions and, and stories and seasons turning enemies into not quite enemies or realizing that maybe the people you've hated all this time were kind of justified in their actions and the big... The big technological super god in the sky might not actually be good. It just might be there. They've done a really good job of that. And a lot of conspiracy conspiracy theorists who love to deep dive into the game's lore feel vindicated every single time they put something out.
0: That's another thing I love about it is it's never obvious what's going to happen next. And I love that. like Everybody's got all these theories and uh, like suggestions of what's going to be coming next. And it's like, well, are we the bad guys? Are we the, the baddies? Because I mean, we're currently torturing enemies to give us information, and it's like
2: right. Is it that just like we're tor- <laughs> just like we're torturing Ed by talking about yeah. this, but we're not going to stop. <laughs> no. They also, I, I think continue. they they do I that with like torture. this amazing um, amazing job of storytelling and environmental storytelling. I know when, oh goodness, Rasputin, when when the whole thing with that was happening very slowly, they kept putting things in the backgrounds of the maps. So you know, all of a sudden, like these satellite towers started slowly growing and coming out of nowhere and the sky kept changing. And in some things you could, you could actually see like ships slowly approaching in space, all lending into the story they were telling. And Mm. that's what made it, that's what made it rich. In addition to the fact that yes, it's a shooter with repetitive gameplay that is hard to put down.
0: It is. And like, I am one of those that gets really addicted when it's kind of ticking checklists and stuff like that so there's the Mm -hmm. season pass there's all the other things that you can get the powerful gear from that you have to fulfill and do all these activities there's also the season yeah
2: there's like chase gear i can chase down numbers i can yeah like i've I've got to get to 100 season rank i don't know why i just do now so
0: (laughs) I i was literally playing it about two hours ago in fact i've got all these games that i need to finish these story games and i was like yeah i'm just gonna bring up destiny Although I did bring yeah. it up on PS5 and it kind of frustrated me a bit, the control. So I then went over to PC and I feel like I'm cheating when I'm playing on PC. It's just so easy to control.
2: Really? Is it the control, like the actual controller? Or are you, are you um, mouse and keyboard on PC?
0: I'm mouse and keyboard on PC. So, And I'm, I play as a uh-huh. hunter, so I'm really agile and moving around. And it, I find it really, really easy on the mouse and I've keyboard. always
2: played with a controller no matter what whether it was Xbox to Windows to PS5 now I've always played with controller so when people are doing stuff with mouse and keyboard I am just astonished and then they ask yeah. me what button do you press to that and I'm like I don't know you have so many like figure yeah. it out
0: I reassigned like so many of mine as well they're like well for me it's v if I want to throw a grenade and it's not the isn't best yeah.
2: you're telling to someone it's like for me it's V. Oh, that helps me not at all <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah
3: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Oh, Billy! You know, I really love Destiny. And like some of the my favorite, um, like my favorite times playing games have been playing the raids because you really bond because the six of you you're working together. Sometimes a raid can be like if people don't know it, although a lot of people don't know it, they can be like six hours, seven hours to complete it. I mean, you do get really good rewards, but like once you've finished it and you've learned all the mechanics and you've all worked together to to defeat whatever it is in each part of the raid, it's just it is incredibly rewarding
2: i hate raids yeah i always in any in any mmo it's not it's not destiny specifically but i've definitely been the this is hour four or five of one or two people not really knowing what to do and it's like i have to go to bed i I really i've got to go to bed now done
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then you can hear everyone else go okay we're not finishing it today (laughs) right but i think they've added checkpoints now to Mm -hmm. raids i think it's gotten a
2: little easier now to uh to space it out
0: yeah I think yeah we we should definitely try it sometime. But I will maybe watch a video or join a kind of a raid group and kind of learn the mechanics a bit so I can hopefully uh hopefully help a bit more. Cuz yeah by the there was the Leviathan raid which is the first one of uh, Destiny 2 that came out and I remember mm-hmm. learning that like the back uh, like the back of my hand. Like it, it was really really uh I was able to do it really quickly. And oh nice. I was quite proud. <laughs> and then they got rid of it. Great. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, happened. the
2: content the content shuddering that's Like, I understand why, but even so it just feels, it feels awful to have, I think the worst part about it, again, talking about storytelling is there were all these pieces to those worlds and those raids and those stories that lent themselves to what's happening now. And now there are references made to things that a new player has no basis for. Mm. They just like they're naming people and they're naming things that happened. And a new player is like, I'm just going to go along for the ride because I'm not hundred percent sure what's happening. So that part has been very frustrating um, to the point where I think they're even they've even just silenced voice lines that refer to older characters because they haven't figured out if they want to re-record them or remove them completely. And it's like, so you see the captions on screen for things and there's no <laughs> audio. It's like, okay, that's odd. But oh, right. I haven't noticed that. Um. Um, yeah, if you're on <laughs> Nessus, failsafe for so many of the patrols, just is you can see the dialogue, but there is no there's no audio at all. Wow. Okay. Uh, check to keep see an if, eye like, out maybe that. it's my glitch or something, but yeah. yeah. I have to keep my eye out for that. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like Ed had questions and we just kind of like Yeah, don't
0: worry, we'll go into question two soon. <laughs> <laughs> I just We're thinking...
2: only on question one? Oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what was the, the second yeah, no, um <laughs> by the way when it, when it comes to Destiny though, I, I if Call of Duty can be two hundred gigabytes, can't they? You know, Destiny can get away with being hundred and fifty, you know, keep the keep the stuff it's got. Rather than shuttering stuff yeah. that people have bought for. Like I mean, I don't, thought.
2: yeah, I I don't agree that a game should, that you should essentially be buying an entirely new SSD just for a game, but mm-hmm. it, there is a middle ground that they haven't found. And I, I think that they were worried about, um, on their end, just the speed of loading things like, because it became the online service game. It's like, yeah, it was, it was too much for them to handle on their end. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but you know, split it out into separate, ga- I don't know, whatever. I'm not a game dev and I'm not. I work in IT, but not that kind of IT, so I don't understand any of it. I just have to go along with it and give them my $60.
0: Yeah, me too. Every single time comes out. Sometimes I even double dip on PS5 and PC as well, just to make sure they're all getting all the money.
2: I do. Don't tell anyone. But yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, sometimes I feel like playing it over here. And sometimes, yeah, no, Exactly.
0: But fortunately, now now I live in just one room. So it's like, I can't really justify getting both from that TV there to this screen here. I, I mean, I can't really justify it now.
2: Ed, what's
1: what's the second question that well, you've got is, for Brian? Is Destiny <laughs> typical of
2: the games you play on stream, or or do you tend to play other um, games? No, I don't stream Destiny at all. Why would you think that? Um, I've watched you stream Destiny. It, <laughs> 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 it uh, Destiny is just because yeah, I I, I enjoy the storytelling and the sci-fi, and I like I love playing MMOs, but so many games do fantasy, and I prefer something that's more in a different setting. Um, but probably. Assassin's Creed, um, when they started with Origins and Odyssey, I ended up streaming those a lot. Every Sunday, I stream Animal Crossing, and I've been doing that since the start of lockdown. And that's just been a, you know, like, I guess it's ASMR without being ASMR because we're just kind of running around and doing nothing. And I'm just kind of talking and chatting and waking up. And so are a lot of people in my time zone. And um, other than that, it's kind of like food and drink and the occasional, the occasional talk show, but very rarely those, because it's easier to have something feeding me content to talk at. Just sitting and putting the microphone on and chatting for two hours feels terrifying. Um, admittedly, you get to the end of that two hours and you're like, "Wait, where'd the time go?" So you you have been doing it, but you have no idea what you said. So <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so how did you get into doing more food and drink on stream, then? And is it is it literally you sharing recipes, or is it more just a kind of fun fun vibe of cooking
2: some food? It's a little bit of both uh, initially and I'm trying to think I believe my friend Tracy is the one who suggested that I try doing a stream from the kitchen and that took a lot of cables and wires and extension cables and it worked okay and now I've kind of gotten a better setup for it. But yeah, it's mostly nowadays it's kind of a cheat because I don't cook enough I, and I end up doing ordering in and taking out so I will cook something and like this is going to be my weekly dinner. And I end up cooking it on on Tuesdays around the time I'd normally make dinner. So it's sort of a cheat. Like I get to make dinner for myself. I turn it into content, but I also now share the recipes that I make. And um, food has always been a big part of my content even before Twitch. So I kind of like to demystify cooking a little bit. And I know people are, they're not necessarily scared of it, but they immediately think I can't cook. I can't bake. I can't make these things. And it's just not true. Um, So I like to show off that, a lot of things that look really impressive are actually very easy to make they just you know you just do little things to make them look really good at the end um and i like to drink so i like making a lot of cocktails that's yeah, yeah that's a <laughs> what is your cocktail of choice um i think my cocktail of choice that i like most often is a cosmopolitan so i'm, I'm a big vodka person just because vodka is so versatile in drinks but um, right now, oh wow, my liquor cabinet's actually kind of full. So that's nice. And vodka makes past, me
0: versatile as well.
2: <laughs> you know, I've heard that, but I know it's very difficult to deviate from your bottom ways. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it
0: gives I mean, me the uh, yeah <laughs> power to
2: talk. It's like Biggest Venice, BB, Big Bomb. I mean, come on. It's it's already in the name, it's right it there. It writes itself. Um, yeah. Wow. Yep. And. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying to remember when because time is meaningless, but I know like this past uh, sometime in the past year, um I started making non-alcoholic versions of things. Um uh I was approached by um, by Amazon Prime Video to do a to do a drink for Critical Role and they wanted it to be non-alcoholic. It was around the holidays, around Thanksgiving, and they wanted it to be non-alcoholic. So I was like, okay, that was new because I don't normally make drinks without booze in them, Um, but that's also been another way, like when I do make a cocktail to think about how can you make this without the alcohol in it so that everybody can enjoy it. So, yeah.
1: Nice. And in terms of recipes, I think last time we chatted, I think you said like chicken was like your, was your specialty.
2: Yes. I do love a good roast chicken um, for a main and I think cheesecake as a dessert is probably my favorite thing to make. Yep. yep. (laughs) Good reactions. Excellent. Good reactions.
0: (laughs) love a cheesecake um,
2: but yeah um, other than that i tend to be very i i grew up in the suburbs i most of my food palette is american through and through so i tend to be very basic and stuff um, i can cook a lot more from other cultures now but i tend to fall back on stuff that i grew up eating
1: nice and i know as well you do a lot of like tabletop uh, d and stuff as well. Can we see you in anything soon? Or are you planning on doing any of
2: that on your stream? Uh, you actually can. Uh, tomorrow afternoon. No, mm-hmm. wow. Tomorrow evening. Um, my schedule is an absolute nightmare. Uh, tomorrow evening we'll be um, on uh, DC Lasaire's channel on Twitch. We'll be doing something called The Baker's View, And it's for charity. It's benefiting Jasper's Game Day, uh, which is an organization that helps, um, basically helps from a mental health standpoint. And every Sunday, uh, we are currently in season 12 of Rivals of Waterdeep. So you can catch me on Sundays on that show, uh, which last season, wait, yes, no, yes. I don't even know time anymore. This is the hard (laughs) thing. Uh, Last season, uh, I was one of the uh, uh, DM Jazzy Hands. Eugenio Vargas and I co-DM'd that. And that was a lot of fun. That was a new experience for me. And coming up. Next month, I have a few more charity games that I'll be doing uh, one-shot tabletop things for. I really, really enjoyed leaning into that. It's something that I don't have a gaming group here locally, but once we all sort of becoming virtual and all you have to do is turn on your camera to show up to a gaming session, I think doing the actual plays and streams were a lot of fun for me, and it was a great way to lean, to lean into it and kind of rediscover the hobby. Do you
1: do a lot of DMing, or do you tend to be... Whatever the opposite is, participant. I'd I'd know very no. Much about I tend it, to be <laughs> I tend
2: to be the I tend to be a player, super the word, chaotic. Um, <laughs> although since we do it on stream, it's kind of like everybody around the everyone around the table, including the DM, sort of a player. And it's you know it's a bit of improv. There's a there's a rule system to support the improv and to support the world, but a lot of it is just trying to have fun because it's still streaming. And from that, you're putting on a show. If you are playing D anD D with your friends at home, you don't you don't necessarily do the voices. You don't necessarily mug to the camera. You kind of what? roll your dice, and you. Just, <laughs> I no? would definitely do that. <laughs> wow. Okay. See, Ed needs a group. Everyone, Ed now I'd needs full production. full like. production. Um, I
0: yeah, I keep meaning to do it, and um, oh, what was I? I'm I'm tra- I've been trying to rack my brain, trying to think of it. What is the one that Cipher uh, did on the front page? It was on the front page of Twitch. They're on. They did. T- I think they're on third season now. What's the name of the Oh,
2: are you into the motherlands?
0: Yes, into the motherlands, that was it. I yeah. speaking of yeah, falling asleep with like ASMR having that on. <laughs> like because it used to be on really really late and the amount of times I put that up on Twitch and just like relaxed and and listened to it. That is uh it was it was really nice. It really really good to listen. Mm. If one's going to get there's me some into
2: really, it. There's some great people to listen to on that as well. Um yeah. that's a fantastic cast. Mm. I I've been fortunate enough that they've asked me to do the intro for them um, to narrate their introduction. But yeah, I could absolutely see putting that on a little bit later on in the evening and just zoning out with yeah. uh, with Into the Motherlands. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so yes, there's there's that. Uh, Tanya has also, for charity, run us through, um, if you remember the Untitled Goose game, she homebrewed a setting that was the Abyssal Goose chase. So it had us going to Avernus, D&D's version of Hell, and trying to vanquish a Abyssal Goose, which are... Um, they're, they're gross to look, I mean, goose, goose in general are, are terrifying. Um, <laughs> abyssal geese are the worst. And, uh, we also recently did a, um, a kitten rescue. It was, yeah, we essentially our party, uh, it's in Waterdeep, one of the settings in D and D and we rescued a kitten and it ended up with us going to a bookstore. That's also a cat cafe. And it's like, we definitely need to play that again. Cause that was a lot of fun. Um, this I used to not do so any cool. tabletop and now I'm doing tons of it. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> This is what's so cool about tabletop. I know very little about it. And my, my image of it is literally sort of D and D and that vibe. And yet there are so many other stories and things that you can get involved in. And I guess you can make it whatever you want it to be.
2: That's the fun of, that's the fun of tabletop is that the systems support the story you want to tell. But beyond that, I mean, so you can use like, okay, Dungeons and Dragons, for example, you could do a hard, heavy combat. There's Don't worry about motives or morals or the story. You can just say, okay, we just want to roll dice and slash our way through a dungeon. That's great. Or they've been doing so many more settings now where you can go to, you can go to a magic school, you know, or you can decide to rescue kittens. Mm -hmm. You can do all of these different things in all of these different settings. And other other tabletop systems are like that too. Into the Motherlands is this Afrofuturist sci-fi RPG. And the story is really what you're telling. It's just that when you want to do something or when you want to see how you impact the story, then you have these rules and these systems to support it. So if you're if you're good at doing something, great. If you're bad at doing something, the rules can tell you that. But the type of story you can tell is incredible i played some really interesting ones that are they're very dice and paper free it's a lot of just people sitting around and um improving a story um i've done like a one that's a whodunit where you're actually there's a a medium who's holding a seance and the ghost comes back because the ghost has been haunting everybody the participants because one of you was responsible for the ghost's death and over the course of the game which is very can be very dark I, I admit, it's probably one of the one of the darkest themed games I've ever played, but the, but you only know so much going in. So it's a bit like the how to host a murder party. You don't necessarily know who did it unless you've been told just prior to the game that you're the one that killed them and everything else is improv from then on and taking a lot of notes and back and forth. Um, so it's... It's there really is like a, a world of possibility and I know that d d is people's first thing when they think about going to go to for tabletop, but there's a lot you can do out there. Even if D&D is what's most easy for you to play, there are a lot of tools that support it, but the kind of game you play is still up to you.
1: Mm. I've done quite a few murder mystery parties back at university <laughs> with with friends who studied drama and we did musicals together. Oh no, I'm sorry. Can I, I you apologize. imagine? <laughs> no, oh and then no. we all got dressed up and improved and went all out. So <laughs> I love a murder mystery. <laughs>
2: um I, I am a cozy mystery addict, so um, I, I just anytime, oh, who has them now? Is it ITV? Who has all the teleplays <laughs> for all the Agatha Christie's? Oh, yeah. I, I have the entire set of everything <laughs> Midsummer Quaro, Murders. Marple, like <laughs> all of them. Uh, I've not gotten into Midsummer Murders. Oh. I only know it because every other British comedy show I watch makes fun of Midsummer <laughs> at some point or another. I've never actually yeah. watched it. <laughs> it's
0: just a nice, quiet little village, and then it's just constant murder. <laughs> it's great. You
2: have to wonder why, I mean, are people allowed to leave? Is it like the prisoner? Can they not leave this place where all these people end up continually dying? I think that's why they get murdered. Yeah,
0: yeah why would anybody live there? Those house prices must be maybe they're just that's why, because they're just so low. It's like, well, 16 I mean, people have died in this house in the last six months. So it's a motivated seller. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh have you played the new Sherlock Holmes game? Where you I have not. Plays um, a human? Some of those games. Some of the games that are actual mystery video games and this is the mm. worst. I don't like mystery solving video games yeah. very much. Okay, well, yeah. Because they are too fiddly. They they are very much like the old school click everything on the screen with everything else on the screen and try and mm. put it together and that to me starts to take out it out of the immersion of it. Yeah. So, yeah. And sometimes puzzles I can't wrap my brain around them. So when a game starts throwing puzzles at me, I'm just like I'm going to look for a guide online so I can get past <laughs> this next part.
0: Yeah, I'm like that quite a lot. Yeah, this, the Sherlock Holmes game is actually pretty good. if feel like a mystery because mm-hmm. it's all 3D. It's a relatively new game. Um I played like the first couple of hours and actually wasn't terrible, but it didn't make I didn't want to play it anymore.
2: No, <laughs> it wasn't it that good. That are, they kind of they kind of take a bit of a hybrid visual novel feel to them. Okay. Yeah. And so it is a bit of it's it's a lot of listening to the dialogue of the story and then there's a bit of interactivity. Hmm. And I remember playing a few different ones and then they were like that. Um I tried playing, there was even one, Agatha Christie, the ABC murders, and I tried playing it and it's awful knowing the, knowing the story as the book goes and then trying to play a game that is not trying to do the book word for word. So it's like, this is, it's too dissonant to try and play that. Mm. Um, But I, I am looking, I think a game pass game is out now called, oh goodness, paradise murder. Wait, paradise killer paradise killer yeah and that has been suggested to me by a few people and i'm absolutely going to give that one a look because yeah. yeah
1: i've heard really good things about that it's like it's bright and colorful and it's like an open world murder mystery so and I, I from what i understand as well the ending is open-ended as well so you can choose who you think the murderer is but you can get it wrong and you might oh, not good. choose the right person so yeah it seems really really interesting
0: the sexy mm. brutal is a good one as well
2: Oh, I've heard about that one, yes. Mm.
0: Just the name mm. as well makes me want to play it.
2: Obviously. Yeah.
0: Sexy brutal. Sex in the title. No, it's sexy brutal. Wow. Such a
2: cool name though, isn't it? Oh, everyone likes everyone likes the sex in the title. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Australian? <laughs> I, love the I don't do accents. accents. There's a reason I don't do accents. Uh, especially weird. not around especially yeah. not around uh Ben who has who has literally the best worst American accent I have <laughs> ever heard in my entire life.
0: Well, thank you very much, sir.
2: We don't all come from Texas, okay? <laughs> oh my goodness! Every uh, every British show that got imported over from the eighty from the seventies to the nineties, I really would watch them and think, do they really all think that we live in Texas? Is that the only <laughs> accent they? Yeah. And then, of course, British actors started coming over here and being in movies and doing even more horrendous American accents, mm. which were they were they were insulting at how good they were. And I'm like, okay, well now I'm just mad. But-
0: I was watching um, some, oh God, back, it doesn't age, it hasn't aged very well at all, but I was watching Frasier and quite often they'll no. put a British person in there who is American putting on like the most over the top British accent.
1: It's like, <laughs> yeah, it,
0: do, it does not work. Although, yeah, now no. but I, I, I can do a Canadian accent now. Can you? head uh, David, David, Alexas
2: that one. Okay. Pass the just sounding like, just <laughs> wow. sounding like Catherine O'Hara is not doing a Canadian accent. Yeah. Well, is it now? that?
0: uh, hi, Terrence.
2: That's the only you sound other more one. more like South Park
1: than anything else. Oh, my goodness. I'm well, gonna, it, it was
2: well, better, better
0: than goal. it used to because be, before <laughs> it was,
2: gonna, oh, my gosh.
0: Before it was, uh, while Hardy there, eh? A. <laughs> that was uh, the other one. But no. You have to say.
1: So, Texas with an, <laughs> an A at the a.
0: end. Yeah, you just say A at the end, and that's a Canadian.
2: Oh, okay. That's, um, yeah, no, I've, I've had people who like, I'm, I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at voice acting audition type things and they say, you know, must be able to do a British accent. And I'm like, well, that's me out because (laughs) I would love to send, I would love to send it in and I'd love to send it in and then have them laugh, you know, but I, yeah, I typically don't do accents unless it is for to get pure laughs, because the accent will <laughs> never stay in the same region <laughs> or anything. It'll start traveling from country to country. It's taking the train now to someplace else in Europe. It's fine. It's, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when I started giving, yeah, sometimes I, with the Animal Crossing Villagers, I gave them all unique accents, and sometimes there'll be ones where I'm like, this is really difficult to do. I kind of want that villager to go.
2: <laughs> That's the worst, yeah. because, yeah, getting rid of a villager because of the accent you gave them.
0: Yeah. Mind you, I did... I, I can also wind people up, like Apollo, the uh, bald eagle, which I actually got on um, July the 4th, 4th of July. Oh, wow. And I gave him a Russian accent, which <laughs> which upset quite a few people. <laughs>
2: ah, just trolling. Just yep. Trolling. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I... Oh, that is the chaotic content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the fun of streaming, honestly. Do you just want to troll? Imagine that happening. <laughs> Imagine that happening now. <laughs> yeah, no. <it> kind of- <laughs> Might not go over so well right
0: now. No, though. definitely not. No, luckily Probably there isn't anybody not. on there with the Russian accent now. It yeah. was
1: of its time. It was <laughs> Exactly. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, anyway.
1: <laughs> well, before we go on to talk about what we've been playing recently, mm-hmm. uh, Brian, we always ask um, the streamers that join us, what is your favorite
2: game? Um, that is a tough one. I would say the one I, I probably played the most off stream is Destiny. I've played it since the first game's beta, and I've played it all the way through, and it will be hard to put it down. There are very few games. I There are very, a lot of games I've walked away from just because I, I just can't. Destiny, it, I always come back to it. Um, it barely is down for a month or two before I've been able to pick it back up again. And, you know, again, the, I think the Assassin creed stories because the new ones that they did, so starting with origins and odyssey, they told a really good story and I hadn't been previously into that series at all before then. And I really enjoyed those beyond that. I just any kind of any kind of cute narrative game that there's a story, but I really like action RPGs. So I, I, I'm, I also like visual novels, but they're, you know, when I stream them, there's a lot of reading. So I tend to play a lot of those off stream because visual novels are really hard on streamers. If everybody can yeah. please make sure that when they're developing a visual novel and you like it, give them money so they can hire voice actors for every line, <laughs> please, please. <laughs> please fund them, fund those voice actors because it's very difficult on yeah. stream, especially You've got to call in band to do accents for every other character. But, it's, mm. it's a mess.
0: The whole I, mess. I streamed. Um, oh God, what was it? The Doki um, Doki Literature Club, and someone was like, "Oh, it's only like three hours." No, <laughs> oh it was my goodness. Not that no, it was. Oh
2: no, <laughs> it was eight
0: hours. Eight hours of constant talking. I think I, I lost my voice by the end of it. Like I, I didn't mm-hmm. even do a stream the following day that I was scheduled for. I was like, "No, that just took it out of me." Ah,
2: I did one visual novel all the way through for, and I believe it was for charity. Um, it was the. I love you, Colonel Sanders, a KFC oh. <laughs> dating simulator, um, which a lot of other people on Rainbow Arcade, and them, they played. And I did the whole thing. I don't, I feel like I didn't do accents. I may have, but even then there were like, there was so much dialogue and none of it was, none of it was voiced. And yeah, I was definitely feeling it the next day. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that is a very good, very, very good point though. Yeah. Please <laughs> voice actors on visual novels. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Great for accessibility as well.
1: Also true. Hmm.
0: All right. Well, should we go on to the games that we've been playing? We haven't had such a long intro in a long time. We
1: haven't.
0: (laughs) Oops.
1: Ben, what has been splitting your time?
0: Oh, I like how you do that. Um, Well, my time has been split with mainly working, uh, but I have played a little bit of Ghostwire Tokyo which is a game uh, on PS5 and Epic, I think. Is that an Epic? Yeah. Yep. Um, it is a first-person kind of, it's not horror, but it's kind of very mystical, very kind of weird, um, kind of apocalyptic set in Tokyo. And it's very, very wet. And it's very, very dark. And there's kind of shadows. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> it is wet. Everything is
2: Absolutely.
0: You need to lean into the microphone when you. It's
2: very wet. Everything very is to, yeah. <laughs> moist, dripping, there
1: it is. There it is. Brian can say that. Ben can.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has this shiny pus to it. It's just oozing oh, everywhere. Oh, goodness, <laughs> that's not, not push, really. Can you not? <laughs> well, I was gonna. Yeah, I nearly said something else, but it was. I uh, stopped myself. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Puss like.
2: I, I, yeah, that's the word. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh. oh, goodness. No, stop. <laughs> Why are you like this?
0: It's, I mean, it is, it looks gorgeous. Um, But I mean, this, the story and the way it plays is kind of crap. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of rushing through it because the story doesn't really interest me, but I just kind of want to plow through and see where it goes and enjoy it. It's, um, yeah, you, you wake up and you were dead and then you get brought to life by some mystical being that uh, has decided to take its home inside you and you gain some powers from it and you're, yeah, so you like wake up but everybody else, pretty much every single other person in the game or in Tokyo uh, has been, well, has disappeared and you kind of need to just find out what's happened to everybody. And it's got like these really cool moments. So as you're going through, you know, you've got it looks beautiful. It's all dark neon kind of Tokyo vibes, but also it has like a strange kind of weird, uh, like it'll play with your mind a bit, a bit all psychedelic. You know, in the way that Control does sometimes when you're walking through That's areas. The
2: one that I, I most heard it um, likened to is is yeah, if you kind of like the. The playstyle, the supernatural aspect, and horror style of control that yeah. Ghostwire is for you—it's
0: probably the same level of uh, of like scariness as well, like as as control. It, it has occasional moments, and it's but it's very very just down to the atmosphere, and I think that's why Ed you like it so much was just the the pure atmosphere of it because the actual like the abilities that you have. So you get the you kind of it's weird. Like one thing as well, I think the game would really benefit from is if it was in third person. Because uh, you just have your hands in front of you and you're doing these weird things with your hands and then you're using orbs or whatever or you've got fire or water, wind, all these elements uh, that you're using as weapons uh, that you still have to gain um, like ammo for, which I'm always running out of and it gets quite frustrating. But um, And you can switch between them. But it just, it, it looks cool, but it just, I don't understand, quite understand why it's a first person game. Especially when you've got all these emotes and you've got the outfits and all this stuff. I don't understand when you don't even I'm see the character.
2: I'm never a fan of that. I mean, I love Borderlands 100% across the board, but mm-hmm. I've never understood why you give me all of these options to customize my character when I can only see my character if I'm in the yeah. if I'm in like my inventory screen, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's annoying. I mean, the reason it's first person is because there are lots of flashy hand movements. So, mm-hmm. you don't have like guns you have like your your hand as a a gun and and you have to sort of purge spirits and stuff by doing weird hand movements and stuff so if that was in third person you wouldn't see any of that Uh. so that's that's why it's first person but I take your point I think it would be cool in third person I mean I've I've only been playing it the last couple of evenings I think I'm enjoying it more than you are Ben um I just absolutely love the atmosphere of it um it's not scary (laughs) that there there are a couple of jump scares but Mm. as much as it's sort of a horror game it's not scary at all but I think it's got a really amazing sort of ominous creepy kind of vibe to it um it was basically the the idea for the game came from I just have to look up her name um Ikumi Nakamura who was working for the studio and she actually left after a year or so. Um, She used to work for Platinum, she helped design Bayonetta. Um, She was at E3 a couple of years ago and everyone loved her. I think introducing this game, maybe. Um, And she ended up leaving the studio but it's clearly very much her idea for the game. There's actually a really good documentary that she did um, that's on YouTube um, where she's talking about urban horror um, in Japan and like urban spaces, mm. and she she does a lot of photography and sort of sort of derelict um, Japanese buildings. Um, and this game really has that vibe to it. Like everyone's disappeared. So it's just like the world has just stopped and everyone's gone. Like like Thanos clicked his fingers. Um, and so there's just like the world is sort of just half alive and not. there's there's vehicles, places uh just just left there there's clothing all around where people used to be and they not anymore so it's got that really creepy derelict sort of urban myth kind of vibe to it which i just love i think it's just like nothing else and really really interesting so i'm just completely soaking that up but i will say i do think that the combat is a bit lame and just...
0: That's sluggish, isn't it, as well? Like, the move and trying to attack people. It's just a bit
1: repetitive. Like, the enemies, it just has the same enemies again and again. I mean, that's, so, that's there's not a lot that's of That's something I find
2: in a lot of the more complex games, especially, you know, thinking about it now as a first person, they spend a lot of time in the atmosphere. They spend a lot of time setting the mood and setting the scene. And, yeah, it really starts to feel like every fight in between main story bosses is really just... You don't need tactics unless the game is actively trying to overwhelm you with mobs. You can just kind of take things out the same way all the time. And that yeah. pulls you out of it immersion wise, I think a little bit because you really are like, okay, just get out of my way to the next fun story point.
0: Yeah,
2: mm. one thing yeah. The one thing that
0: annoys me, I think a little bit more than anything else is the fact that everything is restricted by fog. So you can't venture too far away because there's a fog that's around you. Um, and if you go into the fog, then you eventually die. And the way to expand that fog is to get to these Tory gates, uh kill some enemies near them, and then cleanse the Tory gate so that the fog disperses and you can and you can go in uh, like further. but the num like the amount of space or the amount of the map that opens up for each Tory gate is just minuscule. like it's literally like two streets, three streets at moments. It's like I don't understand why. Yeah, it just... I feel like all I'm going to... What I would love to do, I'd love to do is if I had the time was just to go around and cleanse all those Tory gates. But I don't know how many is kind of tied into the story because it's just like... I, it's very rare for an open world game to have something like that. Normally, they're like... Even like, for example, Elden Ring or Assassin's Creed, you can pretty much just go wherever you want. They're not holding you back. Whereas this yeah, game, I'm it's like, no, you must focus. You must stay here. You must stay in when the When a game room. does
2: that, like, are they trying to... Are they basically trying to kind of guide you through at least... Because if it's an open world game, once the story's done, you still have the world. So sometimes the game has to say, look, we just need you to do this for the story. And then once it's done, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's, it's
1: open world, but it's very narrative driven. So I feel like they're trying mm-hmm. to contain you in sort of bite-sized chunks as you go around the world, which I don't mind. I mean, clearly you hate that. I, just, I, I really yeah. enjoy it. Give me one little area and I'll fully explore it and then I'll go to the next one. And I'm mm. doing all the side quests and I'm enjoying every little bit as I go. But
0: it's like, you need to get to this area. And I was like, okay, I'll just go down this street. Oh no, this street's got fog on it. Whereas the other street, parallel to it for some reason, doesn't have fog. So I'm guessing it's forcing me to go down this street. It just feels quite... If it's an open world game, why is it being so restrictive of where I can go? Um, and I'm That's on... the worst. It's not fully open because, I mean, I'm, I'm a, quite a few hours in. I'm on chapter three i think it is now um and it's yeah it's not really opened up that much more either
1: if i'm honest i would love a really strict linear focused, narrative driven horror game in that setting i would
0: appreciate it more yeah if it but was
1: they've gone like open world so it's like oh you've got the tory gates that unlock the map and then here are the upgrades you have to collect and they've gone down the sort of open world route that i think really takes away the horror aspect of the game despite it having a really cool atmosphere and setting mm. so they're not quite meshing for me
0: but. Mm. oh one more thing is well, actually ed you want to take your headphones off for this because it's a little spoiler is it a spoiler a little spoiler Well,
1: don't
2: spoil it for everyone wait me
0: no uh, no i think ed my are you playing okay, i
2: mean I'm, i i have it i haven't played it yeah. yet so should i also
0: oh well i'll okay well it's not really
2: it's just a little bit of a spoiler,
0: but it's
2: like it's a spoiler but it's not a spoiler but I'm going to tell spoiler, you anyway. it's not a spoiler so now you're okay nope well, no, no, there's no choice not to say it okay. No, there's not that, no I have to know. say
0: it, it it's, a, it's a trope of these games that they give you these really cool powers they get you go through like a tutorial you're starting to gain some more of the like the different powers um, and just as you're getting the hang of it they're like no I'll take it away from you
2: yeah. yes
1: Oh, I knew that happens, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, I was like, Why? I was
1: just getting. To that's still. in every.
2: It's in every game. That's yeah. in every game. Either they're forcing you to choose a different type of attack that you've done before, or they knew that you mm-hmm. got too used to it. Um, but I do agree with you. Any game that's that appears to be open world, especially one that's overlaid on a city, mm-hmm. whether that map is real or not, um, there are other games like I I played that take place in New York and DC that very clearly mirror the system, but all of a sudden you just can't go that way, like. <laughs> yeah it's an entire map and it's all awful. The one that took place in DC because I'm like, okay, well in my head, I know where that is in the real world. So Mm. I know exactly which way I'm going to go. And the game is all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I know this way is blocked off for some reason. And I'm like, okay. So I think I agree with Ed that if there were initially a much more linear experience and then afterwards the game said, okay, now that you've done that, like. Here's the here's more of the world you can flesh out and continue because um, i haven't played it i haven't played it yet i have installed it i don't know how much of the story is meant to be the end-all be-all and if there really is going to be a good replayability factor which a lot of those open world games once the story is done and you've explored all you feel like exploring like there's not a whole yeah. lot of reason to go back to them
0: i mean i've I sounded quite negative talking about it but i i do want to finish it i want to play to the end and see how it finishes because i am enjoying it but it's very much kind of a, a game i'll play i'll just turn my brain off and i'll go and play it and follow the main story i'm not bothering with the side stuff maybe if i do end up actually falling in love with the the world and the story uh then maybe i'll start doing some other side stuff but i don't find that really interesting enough and apparently i, I read today that they were originally they were going to have quite a lot of npcs in there i think human npcs and they just got rid of them because apparently it would be too much now so there are cats
2: yeah. instead oh well i mean i'm in <laughs> Talking cats. You know, there are talking cats, and even, you can you oh can pet goodness. and feed the dog. Well, I not It's a given now. You can't you can't not have any of that. You can even but read their minds.
0: You can read the minds of cats. Does anybody really want to do that though?
2: Yes, I. <laughs> wow, that was a very quick answer. <laughs> you know, what, I, don't, I mean, I wonder. Like, because you're going through it, you're going through it, and not really. I assume that there are side things that you're not really paying that much attention to
0: mm.
2: at the moment, there are. Ben. Yeah,
0: I've I've ignored a quite a few.
2: And that to me is also really fascinating in that a lot of games, a lot of games love to throw a wall in front of you to say like, you're really going to need to go do some of those other things to gain whatever to move forward. But the game is like, no, or save them or ignore them. Mm. That's a little more agency from the player, but it is a bit weird to have all this stuff just kind of lying around that it's like, do I have to do this? Nah.
0: Mm. (laughs) That's what I really loved about Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, like they like okay this is the main story and you can follow it and this is chapter after chapter but we also have these side stories and it's not just side missions but there's like these full side stories with chapters that you can go through and it's yeah it's separate and maybe you'll you know you can use them and actually they do help you near the end if you do go play through them all but it's very clear that they're like a side story and completely optional whereas yeah some but yeah some of these are I mean these side missions are very lazy it's just fetch quests Go here, kill a few of these for
2: me. Go here, oh, okay, collect this. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. doesn't really bring anything to the world, no. Okay. no. no.
1: It sort of ties into the, uh, you're like helping spirits. So it's got a very spiritual vibe and a lot of it's based on like Japanese folklore and things like that, which I really like as, as an idea. And I think that's really interesting. But in terms of gameplay and mechanics, it doesn't really do a lot with that, I will admit.
0: I mean, if you're set in DC, it would be trash. No offense. Wow. <laughs> if it was set in somewhere... I mean, yeah. We've got the Division 2 for that.
2: I mean, yeah. If, it, if it's set in somewhere familiar to you, then yeah. the game... Like, I played... um Goodness, Watch Dogs Legion. And mm. it had a really great overworld map. But honestly, I was like... If I were living in this place, I'd probably just be, like, in my head, picking apart every little thing, oh, yeah. every little way that they did it.
0: <laughs> and it. Yeah, my university halls don't exist, apparently.
2: <laughs> well, most of Soho doesn't exist, which
1: is the the yeah. basic sort of gay culture. It did
2: put up a map next to it, and I'm like, I feel like there, yeah, there seems like to be some choices made here. And, hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: But, you know, jinx, I was saying, like, the, the location of it being in Tokyo makes it really interesting, especially with kind of, like, it is very much the stereotypical kind of neon lights and it's really it's always dark and it's kind of where and everything is reflective and it's showing off the ray tracing and and that is a really cool part of it but if it was anywhere else if it was like a cold and rainy manchester i don't think it would be very uh, yeah
1: no one wants a video game in cold rainy manchester (laughs) (laughs) nobody needs that
0: nobody needs
1: (laughs) brian what have you been playing recently
2: uh, recently, I have been playing uh, Tunic. I've been trying to. i my stream schedule lately has been a bit has has been a bit sporadic, but I've been playing Tunic. I've gotten started with that. A few other friends are playing it, so I sneak in their streams to see what they found. But I try to not watch too much of it because that's part of it. However, there are a lot of there's a bit of back channel conversation now about like what have you found? Have you found this? And one friend, we sort of collectively twigged onto the fact that the glyphs. Are sort of they're not really letters or words but they're sort of like phonemes or more like sounds that are piecing together phrases although if you're if you don't want to figure it out for yourself somebody has already translated the entire glyph language in tuning there is a web-based app now that you can go uh to use it but yeah I, i looked at a reddit thread and someone's like yeah i've already translated it which i'm like well okay then that's, wow okay I, that I mean right like 1980s me would have loved that stuff but <laughs> 2022 me is like i don't have time for this <laughs> um, but i love it i never was into these zelda type games so um this is fun for me i'm loving the secrets i'm loving the style i'm loving how cute it is and honestly how simple the the gameplay is even though you know the game is very purposefully vague and obtuse about stuff it's like but to do it, to get through it, you really just need to know a few different buttons. And um, and I'm playing with uh, no fail mode on and stamina is not a problem. So, you know, I've really figured out, like, I don't know how to beat something yet, but it can't kill me. So that's mm-hmm. that's just for me, nicely relaxing.
1: How far through it are you? Because I finished it earlier in the week, but I know Ben's playing it as well. So I I don't yeah. want to, like, I want to talk about it. I'm not, I've, I've not
2: far along. If it has bosses in it, because I do refer to it very much as, like, cute souls. So... If it's got bosses, I have not encountered one yet. I have gotten utterly lost because I ended up just seeing a direction and going down and figure I'm like, okay, where am I? And then later on, I think about 30 minutes later, when I came back to where I was familiar with, I ended up finding the page of the manual that had the map of where I was. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. But yeah, just by going off of a, off of something, I'm like, oh, is there a door behind here, which look behind everything in tunic, because there will always be something there. I had no idea where I was, but, um, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun and just overall, the feel of the game is very, very soothing and comfortable. Even when you're fighting and getting your butt kicked, it's like you have the the dappling of the sun rays through the trees and, you know, the atmospheric when you're underground or when you're in a wall, it's just, it's just a gorgeous game that I have been, it's hard not to play it off stream, but so many other people have played through it off stream that I think I could probably do that and catch up with folks maybe a little bit.
0: The music is amazing as well i love yeah love music it's just gorgeous apparently the music is available like as a separate download on steam and it has something like 60 tracks or something like that someone was telling me nice yeah
2: yeah um smaller studios have really been like absolutely coming through with oh you know by the you know i'm always like do i buy the game and then i'm like do i buy the game plus the soundtrack because it's usually not that much more and yeah, then I've never been a big listener of video game music in my life, but a lot of these newer games, I'm like, can I just throw that on in the background?
1: Yeah, because it's a lot, it's fun. Yeah. The thing with the the thing with Tunic, I found, and I'm I'm not gonna say anything about the end or spoiling anything, <laughs> but um, it's the kind of game where the solution is always right there, and you just didn't see it. So it's things like the way that you collect the pages of the manual, it explains things that you're like, Oh, of course, that's what that means. And why did I not realize that until I saw it? Or mm-hmm. you go down one thing and then you come out and you you come out of a path that was there all along. And you're like, well, why didn't I see that path hidden behind a tree? Um, and, and you, you know, you emerge from a sort of dungeony area and it's, it's really obvious where you've just been and you're like, Oh, why didn't I see that? So, um, there's a lot of that going on. And, um, yeah, I guess the answers are always right in front of you, mm-hmm.
2: which is just rude, honestly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because it makes you feel really thick when you get,
2: it's you like, get, it's get like, yourself. oh yeah, you know, you're you're, you know, I think everybody like blew themselves up with a bomb the first time, and eventually you find the manual. It's like, oh okay, yeah, I get it. And it it's it is one of those things where it encourages you to try stuff and figure things out. But yeah, I, I'm really chasing down those manual pages because yeah. also just it's just. Everything, the, the attention to care, I think someone has said this game is like a love letter to that era of games. And it really is. It, it really just like flipping through the manual feels like old school gaming, the way the, the, the game does the sort of CRT monitor when you come into the manual and move around. It's everything about it is just a lovely experience
1: it's that thing of when you went to the shop to buy a game and then on the way home you'd be like sat looking at the manual reading about it and that and and like analyzing everything trying to work out what the game's about before you get home to play it and they've turned that into a gameplay mechanic where you have to really analyze the manual to work out how to play the game as you're playing it i i love that as a as a game mechanic i just think that's so smart
0: Mm. i'm about an hour in and um it's very cute i like it i've i faced a boss of sorts. I don't think it was a boss. It was just to ring the first bell, uh, you had to face a guy that was a bit tougher. Um yeah. and then I I just stuck on the invincibility mode i was like, okay, he's about to kill me. So stick that on. Finished him. And then turn I turned the invinci- invincibility mode like off once I'd killed him. So I'm still there's a little bit of a challenge, but I'm I'm enjoying it. It's not like really my type of game particularly, but I'll uh you know, it's something to bring up and just play for 20 minutes or something it's not something that you really have to kind of like i'm also playing xenoblade chronicles definitive edition and that is not a game to pick up for 15 minutes because that just i mean that's a cutscene sometimes so uh yeah. yeah and i mean when i get round to this game which i still haven't opened the uh, project triangle strategy that's a game i'm going to uh-huh. need like six hours i think each time i play this <laughs>
3: hmm.
0: but, yeah what do you think of tunic ed Anything um, extra to well, it? Well,
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I really want to talk about it, <laughs> but I also don't want to spoil it because there is so much that I think you just have to discover for yourself. Um, and it's just, there are so many layers to the game. So hearing you both say, like, oh, it's really relaxing and this is what you get to start. And I'm like, mm-hmm.
2: oh, yeah, no, we, we, I heard no, you. No, I rage. called it, I said it's cute souls. It yeah. 100% cute souls. I know. I, I've seen one of uh, one of my stream teammates do um, a boss battle, and I was like, "Oh, those are coming down the pipe later <laughs> yeah. on." O- okay, mm-hmm. um, so I have seen that coming. But yeah, everything else. I, I think the thing is, you know, you don't need to translate the game's like hidden language to play. You don't need to really know what's in the manual because you can figure things out for yourself. And um, and yeah, my number one thing right now is I I need a map. In games, and I get lost everywhere. So my problem is figuring out how to get back to where I've gotten to, and I don't know if I'm going to unlock fast travel or at least teleport points or not. And I really hope I do because I am 100% lost. I'm not. I I could walk back and forth between two different screens five times and have no idea that I'd just been there. So
1: <laughs>
2: I'm saying nothing because yeah. I I, it's I saw your fa- Really, I really face, don't want to spoil. So I saw your face. Yeah. It's fine.
0: it's definitely not after watching ed play it (laughs) after watching ed play it i know that it is not very relaxing i think you played the whole last level on invincibility mode didn't you ed
1: yeah at the end i i put invincibility mode on and i mean there was one bit that was particularly difficult you're getting
0: very angry ed
1: i I got very angry (laughs) um but for me it's the kind of game that I don't mind the challenge of it, but I'm not playing this for challenging combat. I'm playing this game because I like the puzzles and I'm interested in the the, the world and, you know, the, the fox character and what's going on and interpreting it and going through the manual and working out, you know, bits of what this means and analysing it. That's what I'm interested in. And if I'm just getting destroyed by a really easy enemy or a normal enemy at the end that's just stupidly hard, then... I can't be bothered. Just put the invincibility mode on. Like I'm playing this for puzzles. Yeah. Um, and and at the, at the end, it is very. Ultimately, it is very puzzle based. There are lots of layers to the games in terms of it. It gets quite meta. I mean, even the the manual idea is very meta. Um, and it's very much a kind of game within a game kind of thing.
2: Okay. It's mm. more to look forward to. I have to. That's what I'll say. I. I have to. <laughs> like pick my time between games right now. And I'm, I tried to do one fun offline game, but now I'm like, I really got to get back to Tunic. I've got to start Ghostwire, hmm. and I've got to hurry up and at least get a good number of those hours under my belt before the next new thing comes in. So you know, the next well, big thing is
1: it's, it's uh, Kirby. Well, Kirby's out. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's not a huge amount out this coming month, April. I think Chrono Cross is out, and there's also uh, Nintendo Switch Sports at the end of the month. Wait for that on the 29th. But then there's honestly not very much that's out for a good three months that's really worth it. So we've had a couple of really, really, really busy months with some amazing games, and I think we're going to have a bit of a lull now until like September.
0: Thank goodness, (laughs) can catch up on a few now. Exactly. Yeah, which I won't. I'll just play destiny <laughs> and all the I games. I mean,
2: honestly, yeah, that's,
0: that's fine. Yeah. The other ones just get left.
2: You <laughs> uh, playing anything else,
0: uh, Brian or red?
2: No, I just started up the, uh, tiny Tina's wonderlands last night. Ooh, and I... immediately, of course, put, I, I was like, Oh, it's bedtime. And then two hours later, I actually put it down. So I'm enjoying okay. it. It's, it's a little bit different than the others in the series. Um, In terms of control but i'm playing it on ps5 which i've never played i've never played a borderlands game on ps5 before um but i'm i'm enjoying it it's got it's got what you really wanted from the title it's got the nice jokes it's got the good writing i'm sure it has jokes that will be like with all borderlands games it has jokes that will be stale a year from now um (laughs) and they won't make any sense but for now it's fun
1: i've heard how are you finding the ttrpg (laughs) elements of it
2: they there's definitely a love letter to TTRPGs in it. Um, I haven't seen any, you know, admittedly, I don't always know like the deep dive references. So I'm sure I'll watch a YouTube video that will tell me there are 385 of them or something, whatever. Um, but it's it's done a good job of incorporating that. You do it opens with um, you know, talking about clearly a, a like a DD style campaign when they do the cutscenes to show enemies or to show heroes now. Um Tiny, Tiny Tina will put a figurine on the table, a mini, and then it will cut to a page, like an actual book page with that character and little things that they like. So they're doing a good job of keeping that in play. And even the uh, the map that you use is very clearly like what you would set up for your friends if you were setting up terrain and minis on your table. So it does feel like you are playing a Borderlands game that is inside of a TTRPG campaign. Um, and they don't even make too much reference to other games in it. Like it's, it's really. I don't know if that's a choice or not, but there's been really no reference yet to the previous games in the series in terms of you know Pandora Vault Hunters things like that.
0: I hmm. I have a code for that. I'm gonna definitely play it a little bit. Isn't the aren't the antagonists uh, influencers,
2: social media influencers? That's the Borderlands. That's the most recent Borderlands. So that's three.
0: Oh, I Wait. thought it was Tiny Tina's had some
2: possibly oh, okay. If so i haven't gotten i haven't gotten there yet um okay. but um but i i think that the the influencers are in 3 and okay. that's how they kind of that's how it, i it was definitely a dig at at all of us lovely people who bring you content it was really thanks for that game <laughs> um but no i haven't gotten i haven't gotten too far into it I've, i would say i've I've now played for maybe like 3 hours um but i tend to play at a slow pace cuz i get very distracted
0: uh <laughs> oh. Interesting. And the good old Randy Pitchford. Is he still uh, the head of... God, uh, I,
2: hope, I hope not.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, God, he can die in a ditch.
0: Did you ever see about his argument or his... Uh, yeah, his argument that he got on, into on uh, Twitter with somebody called Big
2: Dick Daddy Dom? <laughs> Apparently is having like I a- didn't, but that's a hundred percent appropriate. <laughs> uh yeah. that's a no, I just the one time that I saw who this person was, and it made me mad because I'm like, he's been behind this like a head person in a studio that's like really given me a lot of joy over time.
3: Mm.
2: He was I think they were going to be showing off the new Borderlands at a convention and there were tech issues. And he just made this really derisive comment about like the techs who were working furiously mm-hmm. to get this working, and even the people in the room with him booed him. <laughs> like, yeah, how did like this? Wow. Like, just take take the L and and you know work through it, and it's gonna be fine in a minute. But it was just like, okay, you're kind of an asshole. Um, He's- and and yeah,
0: and you know about the the USB thing. He left a USB stick in a uh, medieval uh-huh. times. And someone went on it, and there was all sorts of stuff, including pornography of a very somebody who was apparently legal but looked very, very young and was dressed in like I don't want to go over it in like in case I don't get the facts completely right, but people were like, they reported it to the police. And but I don't think anything happened because it was the person was legal, but it was very, very kind of on the limit and very shady.
2: I mean. I, you know, okay. I have a journalist here with me. How does anyone leave a USB thumb drive anywhere? I don't yeah. think I've ever dropped one or once fallen out of my, like the only, like, I, I, I just have no idea. Like that only happens in spy movies. What the heck?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if it's, like, in the bo- bottom of a bag and you're rummaging, like, mm-hmm. maybe? But not just, like, <laughs> oh, I'll just leave oh. that there on the side.
0: <laughs> by the way, um, Randy Pitchford corroborates some of the story's detail by appearing on a podcast that went live. Uh, he talks at length about porn and that he enjoys watching, including Camgirl pornography, uh, in which a host exposed themselves, blah, blah, blah. And then he said uh, that the porn on the memory stick uh, was actually somebody faking an act of mm-hmm. of, you know, of well, I won't describe that, but apparently he was watching it for the magic trick.
2: I, this person really needs a handler. I, I, of all of the reasons that I have ever been caught watching or having pornography, watching it for the magic trick... Oh. I gotta use that one later on. Well, I gotta well, use that. What, yeah. What's the
1: magi- magic so, trick? I mean, what, what's disappearing here?
2: Well, I'll I'll <laughs> read really... I mean it's do you need to I mean this honestly is... it's No, this is Ars
0: Technica, <laughs> so it's coming from a reputable source, Ars Technica. They said he confirmed that he copied a specific video to this memory stick too, as he describes it to work out the method of how a camgirl host had faked the act of female ejaculation, and then he said, I realize this is not a sex worker. He said, This is a fucking magician. <laughs> And that's why he saved it.
2: Um I, you know, like you could have actually just emailed any studio and they would have told you, I'll be honest. Like, <laughs> they don't hide that stuff. I have nothing wrong. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with watching porn, but you know, just You'd, own up to it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Own up to it. Don't be like, I Oh, mean- it's duke for the magic. For the story, I
2: want to see how it ends. I'm like, I don't. i was like, I don't think you understand what porn is for, then, Randy. I just gotta tell you. But like... Yeah, <laughs> just
1: enjoy the fantasy. Oh. Don't dissect the magic.
2: It's really fucked you know, up kids' I mean, parties. You know, I mean it's one thing if you're watching, like, if you're watching like the the porn studios take on like superhero movies, because honestly, sometimes their costumes and makeup are way better than the ones in movies. That I can understand. <laughs> that much I get, but otherwise, not the magic. Okay, sure. Wow.
0: (laughs) But yeah, that's Randy Pitchford. Uh literally if you Google his name, you'll find just articles and articles and articles of what a very strange man he is, to put it lightly.
2: Also don't Google anything. No. Yeah, please don't.
0: No. No. Especially (laughs) Randy Pitchford. (laughs) Uh,
1: mm. All right. Anyway. Yeah.
2: So games. (laughs) Games. Yes, they're the games. Games. Yes. Games. Yeah
0: yeah tiny tinas i'm sure we'll i'll play a bit in the next week and we can talk about that should we go on to the news now now brian are you can you how long are you wanting to stick around for because i know you're uh oh i've got
2: i've got, a, I've, got a, I've got more wiggle room now um oh. i i as i said my schedule's a nightmare but i've, I've got another 15 Perfect. 15 20 minutes so awesome. yeah Perfect. i can sit here and stare at you all reading
0: the news this is I don't know. every
2: time someone does gaming news i i've already said like i i'm very bad at following things um so it's always fun for me to also be like what's going on oh, what like <laughs> oh, okay well, <laughs> well this is great because been... then we can
0: see your live reaction to these things this is great Exactly. here we go <laughs> it'll be a genuine um, reaction <laughs>
1: <laughs> there has been some big news this week so it's it's uh it's it's a big week for news um the first, the biggest news of the week is that Sony are overhauling their PS Plus service. Now, people thought this was going to be their sort of Game Pass equivalent. It kind of isn't. Um, it's the equivalent in that it's a it's a, their equivalent service, but it's not doing the same thing at all. Um, it's coming in June. Essentially, all they've done is they've taken PS Plus and they've taken PS Now, uh, which is their streaming thing, and... Don't put that link in chat.
0: I know you all. I know you're all <laughs> going to read it. I know you're all going to read it. <laughs> Curiosity's going to get you.
1: They've taken Pierce Plus and Pierce <laughs> Now and they've put them together into one service. Um, what's confusing about this, I think personally, is that there are three different tiers as to what you get in each in each thing.
0: Oh, four God. four tiers, you know, actually technically. Are there? Because there's the one what? for people where streaming isn't allowed or where. The PlayStation now isn't there. So they've got like something called like some kind of plus. True. It's got like a weird oh it's true. So cool. there's
1: <laughs> yeah, certain certain countries I think that they haven't activated the, the cloud streaming. Yeah. So they're giving them something else instead.
0: Weird. Okay. Yeah.
1: But in theory, there are three three tiers. There's <laughs> PlayStation Plus Essential, which is essentially which essentially um the same as PlayStation Plus now. Mm. So and same price you get. Same price, you get some downloadable games, you get access to multiplayer, um, you get cloud storage and some discounts. Fine, same thing. And at the same price, which is, in the UK at least, uh, £6.99 a month. um, Or 50 50 quid a year. Um, The second is PlayStation Plus Extra, which gives you that, plus you get a catalogue of 400 PS4 and PS5 games to download. Mm -hmm. Um... And that is ten ninety nine a month, or eighty three ninety nine a year. Um, but what that doesn't include are brand new PlayStation games. So it's not like Xbox, where Xbox gives you like day one their brand new games available as part of the subscription. Mm-hmm. For PlayStation, you still you know God of War Ragnarok when that comes out at the end of the year, supposedly you'll have to pay seventy pounds to buy it. Yeah. They might add it to the subscription service in a year or two, maybe. Um, but for now, it's going to be you have to you have to buy it. So there yeah. are PS4 and PS5 games to download, but what they are, we don't yet know. I mean, when Horizon um,
0: comes out and it sells twenty million copies, there's no reason for them to put it on a on a subscription model at the moment, anyway. Pretty much, yeah. They know yeah. where their money is. I mean, they're exactly. a they're a company. <laughs> they just want to make as much money, and it's. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, they have said that at launch in, in June, yeah. uh, as part of these games, there will be. Death Stranding, your favourite.
0: Best game of all time. Uh,
1: God of War, Spider-Man, Mars Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, and Returnal. Of which Returnal I think is the most interesting because that came out, what, a year ago? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the most recent game that is being included. So it's kind of like, well, does that mean that a year is kind of the cutoff before it gets added? Or is that just because it's Returnal and it's not like the biggest game? I don't know and then on top of that there is playstation plus premium which is 13 49 a month or 100 quid for a year Mm -hmm. and that basically adds in an extra 340 games which are ps1 ps2 ps3 and psp games so you're basically Mm -hmm. getting a load of like classics to play
0: um and i heard that like the people at um like at sony they were really like Stunned and appalled by this news and even PlayStation Plus was in tears.
1: That is the <sighs> worst joke I've ever heard. I'm out. I can't. I'm done. Thank you. Like, I, need a, I need a fan.
2: Really? I, I I, was with you on that setup and I'm mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this so much.
0: Save I have my own joke as well just to make it even worse.
2: I know. I also uh, saw
1: that on Twitter before... <laughs>
2: I, awful. brilliant yeah. oh my god Perfect. appropriating stuff who are you the british museum <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> well we're going to we're doing that next saturday actually are not we Ed.
2: on okay. saturday take as much shit as you can yeah just, just... <laughs> <laughs> just give it back <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <dear. laughs> so anyway i don't know if anyone is is planning on paying for this subscription it's clearly not as good as game pass in terms of its value um, we don't know yet what these like classic games are. For me, this seems more like Nintendo Online in terms of you're getting access to old games more than it is Game Pass. Um, you know, Third-party games are also included in this. Maybe they might come on earlier. If if not day one, then maybe earlier. Hopefully, there'll be some good indie games as part of this so it's not just, here's a load of PlayStation stuff. Um, but it's coming in June. It was heavily rumoured. And now we know the details. Hmm.
2: That's all right.
0: Yeah. So there we I go. mean, I'll, I don't mind. It because the, If I, if you want exactly what you've got now, you, there's no price increase. There's no changes right now. Like everything that they've offered is on top of what you've already got. So I, I do like, I do appreciate that. And I know I'll get it. And I'll have this idea that I'm going to play a lot of PS1 and PS2 games of be all nostalgic. And I know I just won't, but I'll still pay for it. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I'm really, really annoyed as well because they're upgrading people from PlayStation Now to if people who've got like a subscription to PlayStation Now, they're, they'll are they transfer it to like the premium one. And like it was available at the time when they announced it, uh, you could buy a 12-month subscription to PlayStation Now and then get the, the upgrade and they removed it. I went yeah. to buy it and they just removed it. I'm so annoyed. Otherwise, <laughs> you could have got it for free, like half price for a year. Shocking annoyed <laughs> i <was> to <just laughs> scam it
1: <laughs> the uh, the other big news of the week in very sad news Uh-oh. is that breath of the wild 2 has been delayed <gasps> oh my it god it was meant to be yeah. 2022 and everyone thought it was gonna be the end of the year no not everyone it's now spring
2: 2023 can i i'll I'm be sad i'm upset you're to open an envelope with a prediction inside of it, Ben. Is that what's happening uh, right now?
0: I would. You know, I just like to refer to a previous podcast where I think I, as soon as it was, it said, then I was like, "That's not going to come out this year." But they like said the that. only time that I say,
2: "I knew it," <laughs> and I said it. I didn't think that that was going to happen. I mean, I, I believed that the delay was coming, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I I know somebody who's. Um, who works on a contractor to uh, Nintendo and they were like yeah everyone was not really surprised but horribly disappointed <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's, there's the Pokemon game
0: still I mean that's alleged that's also apparently coming out at the end of this year so yeah I would be surprised if a Pokemon right. and Zelda game came out at the same time mm. but then will that Pokemon also get delayed because that was that's such a quick
2: like release after Arceus I don't know. Hearing the games are delayed, especially right now. I weirdly enough, just talked about this on a podcast recently about like how everyone's reaction to games being delayed or those dates, honestly, not being set in stone. It's like, everyone just kind of needs to relax. It's, it's Mm. disappointing. If I've now had somebody send me a calendar, like a spreadsheet of game releases. Mm. So I could see knowing those planned releases and saying, okay, I can do this game. And then by the time I'm done, this game will be out. But (laughs) honestly it's like do you want the game to come out or not <laughs> eventually yeah. it
0: will exactly eventually when I, I kind of just get excited about games a month before they come out and still then sometimes I get a bit it's burned, so much easier yeah it's it really so is.
2: much easier to worry about i mean you know save your money ahead of time but yeah trying to anticipate a game you get that heartbreaking disappointment multiple times before the game comes out if it ever does mm.
1: Uh, Moniz just said, don't they release a Zelda game every year? What does that mean for this year? They do not, Moniz. Um, They, I mean, they might alternate with sort of handheld games or some handheld games and, and home console games. But with this delay, that means I think it's six years um, between Zelda games, or it will be six years between Zelda games, which is the longest that they've ever gone um, between two home console Zelda games.
0: Yeah, and people are like, oh, the new one, it's going to use the same assets and stuff and engine as Breath of the Wild so they can do it really quickly.
2: <laughs> no. I don't think anyone who says that understands how games work, but no. okay.
0: Especially, and also, <laughs> if they've looked at the world lately, they can see that, yeah, there are reasons yeah. why things have been delayed.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it was announced in a video uh, by Eiji INUMA, Who can I just say? It's looking really hot at the moment. Just throwing that out there
2: hold on i gotta go google this person <laughs>
1: <laughs> genuinely i was like please keep announcing things um <laughs> keep delaying it <laughs> do not keep delaying it um but um it was so the the delay was announced and essentially it's because of um uh, you know gameplay changes that they are that they're making see i see that
2: face from brian
3: okay i'm like oh all right okay mm-hmm. <clears throat>
2: He's been very sharp in the suit. I don't, I don't know. Whatever we're what what continue. What are, what are we doing? It's fine. What's going on? No. Just Good. because you
0: both got the same glasses. <laughs>
3: wow. What <laughs> <laughs> is he right? Uh,
1: wow. Um. <laughs> they are they are making sort of gameplay changes uh and and expanding the world um i'm still hopeful that that means that playable zelda is coming we can but hope Mm. um and they did have a very very small bit of new footage which was link holding the master sword but it was broken which now means that there are tons of theories as to what this means in the game what are we going to be doing is the game going to be rebuilding the sword is phi or phi, whatever they're called. Is she back? Um, what does it mean? So literally about three seconds has sparked theories.
0: Yeah, there's a 30-minute videos, YouTube video series. Oh,
2: that's mm-hmm. the best though. <laughs> I I love like they they've been waiting for that forever to, to yeah, like one splash of color in one trailer somewhere, and it's a 45-minute YouTube video. And I'm like, yeah. oh let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's
1: that's the first bit of new footage we've had as well since last June. So it has been a while, but it shows like the tiniest little thing. People really pop off. <laughs>
0: mm, there's a reason. There's a reason that they showed us this. What does it mean? Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. Um Sonic News, <gasps> Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the film yes. is out tomorrow. However, um, we went to see it, didn't we, Ben? We did. Oh, it was great. You enjoyed I, it?
0: I really enjoyed it. So um I watched the first one on like the Friday before, so just a couple of days before expecting to hate it because everyone was like well Sonic and Detective Pikachu kind of came out at the same time and Detective Pikachu was a, was like an example of how to do it really well and Sonic I heard was like an example of just crap and I watched it and I was like well this is actually really entertaining like it's not going to win any Oscars but it's go. It's really it's an entertaining uh, movie and then the second one came out and we watched that in the IMAX at Leicester Square felt like a celebrity and uh, although not enough to get a picture taken with Sonic they're like, no, no, that's for the celebrities.
1: That was very disappointing. Sonic, actual not Sonic, even, uh, was not rare. even the
0: press. No, wow. no, oh.
1: no. They were like, oh, sorry, this is this is barriers. You can't, you can take a picture from a distance, but you can't yeah. go and get a picture. <laughs> Only the VIPs that have paid, however much.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we went there, watched it, and I mean, I I thought it was fantastic. It was better than the original, but I know that there's a review uh, on uh, coming out. Is it tomorrow,
1: Ed? I think it's tomorrow. Yeah, ah. you can read that.
0: Can you can you give a little you know hint, a little sneak preview? I of... mean,
1: the embargo was Tuesday, so we're way back. Be- no, Monday, so we're way behind. Yeah. Um, it's been a busy week. Um, I, I mean, look, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, what I particularly liked about it is that they added in a lot of Sonic references. Um, so the first film is is Sonic on Earth and now they're bringing in a lot of the more of the sonic universe into this setup um so there are loads of references to the games um the different zones there's a coffee shop called mean uh called mean bean which is dr robotnik's mean bean machine the old mega drive game um there's a whole sequence set in an underwater labyrinth there's um, a what
0: a mega drive manual all right what's not it wasn't called a mega drive in the us was it genesis a genesis that's the one yeah <laughs> Really.
2: Wow. I was about to feel bad because I have to go but after that yeah. I'm just like wow
0: walk out walk wow. out. Do it.
2: just, storm out just storm out I Mic can't because I'm a streamer so you know that I'm not wearing pants so you know, like true I can't just get yeah back. yeah
0: <laughs> uh, well thank you by the way so much for uh, for joining and yeah we went way over the time <laughs> that we thought that we normally do so I really appreciate it Um, yes. but before you go where can we find you
2: oh well you can find me everywhere online at urban bohemian i stream three days a week at twitch.tv urbanbohemian and you can find me sundays on twitch.tv slash rivals of waterdeep uh, we are in our 12th season of an actual play wait yes 12th season wow <laughs> of an actual play DD show and um that's going great and I would say the best thing is catch me on Twitter because I've got a few things coming up, um, a few tabletop games for charity, and my own streams. And that's the best way to track me down. Uh, follow me, but don't make it weird. <laughs> follow, me make it, yeah. <laughs> follow me, but don't make it weird. Yeah. Follow me, but don't make it
0: weird. Yeah. What a great tagline. Thank you so so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, so we'll let you. I,
2: if I leave the call, what's yeah. going to happen? Is it going to break everything? Or
0: it, no? I mean, it will a little bit, but I don't. It's, I mean, I can fix that. Then All we'll right, they, fix it. there we go. That's
2: what happens. You're a streamer; you can do it on the fly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no one comes here for professionalism, anyway.
1: <laughs>
2: I know. Thank you so much. Have Thank a wonderful
0: uh, day.
1: Please yes. come on again soon. Yes,
0: will do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right, let me go, and I'll, there we go. Okay, here we get this little Ed. Oh, oh, you get me twice. There we go. There's Ed. There. So Ed, um, Sonic
1: yes so <laughs> try and, it's uh, full of references yeah. um which is which is great um but in the news um the producer or one of the producers of the film um has said that this is basically part of a cinematic universe so they have already uh confirmed that a third film is coming um and on that as as you know as well ben if you're going to go and see it Stay till the end of the credits,
0: yes, because you will want to, yes, and it's then it's and then you can be like, Oh, yes, there is going to be a third film,
1: yes, you'll know exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, they are building basically a cinematic universe. Apparently, there's also going to be a Knuckles TV show, um, and they're also saying that it's not, uh, the films aren't following the same order as the games, uh, which again for you and I that have seen the films is, is kind of obvious, but it's not that this second film is Sonic two of the games. If anything, it's sort of Sonic three and knuckles more than anything. Um, but they are very much cherry picking from throughout the series to make all these different films and put things together. Um, so, uh, so yeah, they're not following the order and it means that anything and everything could happen in this cinematic universe.
0: Yeah. I mean, sure. Why not? Um, (laughs) I mean, and also there's the, apparently this year we are scheduled to have like a Sonic collection uh, being released called Sonic. Do you remember the name of it? No. But It was Sonic 1, 2, 3D and another one as well. I can't remember. But yeah, that's due out this month, uh, this year. But as being, it was like announced, and then we've heard nothing. So I'm wondering if they're going to release that soon, you know, because it's just kind of pumping our ears and eyes with Sonic.
1: Well, their other big game is Sonic Frontiers, which is the big, looks like open world thing. But I think that's probably a way off, yeah.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that one. But yeah, Sonic uh, 22 Collection. Yeah, because a lot of people have just been like, where's the update? It's called uh, Sonic Origins. There you go. Origins. And it uh, is a compilation of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Knuckles, and Sonic the Hedgehog CD.
1: All the best ones. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Have you played any of them, then? I have yeah, I played a
0: a little. Um I mean, <laughs> of my friends. I played it over at my friend's house because they had all of them. Um the only Sonic I've really played was Um Mania. I enjoyed that. Good game. See those
1: games in that package is my childhood. That mm. that was me from the age of about six till eleven. Or you maybe seven till eleven.
0: Crash Bandicoot two and three. That was my childhood. I was a PlayStation boy. Tomb Raider 2. <gasps> Ooh, I hope that's on uh, the new subscription model.
1: Is that worth £100 a year?
0: Yes. <laughs> Nostalgia. Make me make me feel old. <laughs> this game was a lot better. It looked a lot better when I played it when I was a kid. Mm.
1: Yeah, probably played better as well. Mm. Um, so, as we mentioned earlier, a certain Kirby game came out last year. <gasps> Um last year. and sorry, last week. <laughs> was last week, sorry. Um, and it was the biggest UK physical launch in series history. Um, so Kirby games are traditionally not as popular as you know, Mario or, or Zelda. Um, but ultimately this seems to be selling really, really well. Um by the launch sales alone, it's already the fifth biggest Kirby game in the UK ever. Without Googling.
0: So, Without Googling, how tall is Kirby?
1: Have you just Googled this to find out?
0: No, I heard it on another podcast.
1: Uh, other podcasts exist? Yes. Oh <laughs> how tall is Kirby? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think chat need to throw out some options here as well. Um, yeah, I was going to say 50 centimeters as well, like half a meter.
0: It's your favorite. Eight inches. Apparently so. Perfect size.
1: Please don't say my favorite. That is not true.
0: Mind you, an eight inch chode. That's what it would be. And,
1: and that's like, no. Well, it's more like an eight inch bollock. <laughs> <laughs> hair, an eight inch hairless bollock.
0: <laughs> Kirby, the eight inch hairless bollock.
1: That's what he is. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> oh, uh, well, with
1: anyway, anyway, um, yeah, enough on Kirby. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, Nintendo news, uh, there was a new trailer that came out overnight for Nintendo Switch Sports, uh, which shows off some gameplay. Um, it shows that Mees are playable in the game, so you don't have to use the weird new uh, characters. You can use Mees, uh, which is nice. Um, oh, yeah, can't use my Me. Yeah, exactly. So it's got three new games: uh, volleyball, badminton, and soccer. Soccer, essentially, being Rocket League oh. with people, not cars. Um, Football to most people yes and then there is uh, i think it's chamber it's called uh tennis and bowling um i am very excited about tennis i'm not gonna lie ah uh, um, yes and the bowling um as the playtest that we definitely didn't play but may have played but didn't play and we can't say i played um, there you go. sue me um is uh, that it has a battle royale style mode called survival bowling uh, so it's 16 players and then it slowly whittles it down to the winner which is yeah. quite fun to play online that's what i play um
0: i came third there you go on my first go
1: um and also they all the games can be played in local uh, local multiplayer or online um it has split screen on it as well so so we're gonna do some i think this is something that we should play on stream
0: yes in person we
1: should, we should play some badminton yeah some tennis in person you can have a bowling tournament.
0: I'll use my gimbal and we can record it. You're obsessed with the gimbal. It's like the name. <laughs>
1: uh, it's coming out on the 29th of April for anyone who wants to buy that. Yes. Um, Fortnite. Uh, Epic. Well, firstly, um, they they took out uh building
3: mm-hmm. for like a
1: week, and now they've added in a new mode that is zero build mode. So if you're not interested in building, you can just go and shoot people, which honestly I am all for.
0: Yeah, apparently it's really good as well. People have started playing it and being like, "This is great!" <laughs> like, although then you've got to be like, "Oh shit, no, actually, I, it wasn't necessarily the building. I just can't shoot." So uh, yeah, there's people realizing that actually, yeah,
1: I don't need the complication of building. Just I just want to shoot yeah. people. Yeah, it's much easier.
0: No longer do you shoot somebody and then they morph into this four. Story High Castle mansion uh, yeah, with turrets out and of stuff. Nowhere. Yeah.
1: I don't need that. Exactly. Um, but in other Fortnite news, Epic are donating money um, from the last two weeks uh, up until this coming Sunday. Um, they are donating any money raised through the game to uh, humanitarian efforts in Ukraine. And I think after only about four or five days, they had raised $50 million. A couple of days ago, they got to $70 million and then today they announced that it was 100 million dollars that, they that they've raised which i think makes it like one of the biggest if not the biggest donation yeah to humanitarian efforts in ukraine which also, is great show,
0: shows how much money they make on uh, fortnite as well also true but also the ukraine uh, bundle that was uh, from humble bundle uh, where the yeah the, the money raised went to help the uh, humanitarian effort in ukraine that i think only only raised 20 million I mean it just shows how I mean, much money huge, I but... mean it is, but it shows how much money the uh like epic are making from it.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Through through passes, through through skins, emotes, everything else. Um it's yeah. a lot of money. It is. <laughs> but for a worthy cause. Yeah. And the final news piece for this week in strange news. Oh is that Bill Clinton has been added to guilty gear strive
0: i don't know what guilty gear is
1: so guilty gear is well, a yeah. japanese 2d fighting fighting game mm-hmm. um, the first guilty gear game came out in 1998 um, i'm not sure what platform i'm guessing playstation um, and in 1999 when bill clinton was still president Mm-hmm. He gave a speech that was condemning violence in video games, um, specifically violent messaging in ads, and he held up a load of ads as examples, and um, and uh, and and talked about you know violent slogans, and one of them was from Guilty Gear, which oh. had the slogan "Kill your friends, guilt free," <laughs> um, and he held this up as an example. And actually fans of the game at the time were kind of honored by it because it was the first game of the series. But even now it's quite a niche series. It's got a sort of cult following. Um, it's, you know, it's very Japanese. Uh, you know, it's not quite Street Fighter global success. Uh, it's popular, but it's it's not quite up there. Um, and so people were really honored by it and were like, isn't it amazing that the president of the U.S. has... Acknowledge that our game exists. Um, <laughs> so the most recent game in the series is Guilty Gear Strive, which came out a while ago, but they've just done an update to it, which includes a digital figure mode, which essentially is like a photo mode, and you can create scenes with the with the characters and backdrops and things oh, like that. Well, Grand
0: Turismo's got that.
1: Great. Well done. <laughs> um, there's also a new stage in the game that's called White House Reborn. Um, and so what people have done is gone into this like uh, photo mode thing and they've gone into the background and on the wall is a picture that is a portrait of bill clinton brilliant as a little nod to his acknowledgement all the way back in 1999 hmm. so there you go in weird news for the week
0: oh we do have some breaking news though that was uh just before the podcast uh, started um e3 digital 2022 has uh well, has been cancelled and within the time that we have been streaming uh, Jeff Keeley has announced that Summer Game Fest will be taking part in June 2022 20, saying uh, and he says uh, I'm excited to share that Summer Game Fest will return this June with a slate of events. We'll be producing another kickoff live show with announcements, news and first looks. Much more to share in the coming weeks along with some very cool new elements for 22."
1: But I'm pretty sure he's canadian but sure
0: yeah added Let's head so again no don't <laughs>
1: do it again don't do it again
0: <laughs> yeah so <laughs> but also if you go to summergamefest.com you can sign up and be the first to know details
1: so there we go i'm not massively surprised by the e3 news i mean it was digital last year and it was pointless at the end of the day you know all the publishers now will do you know nintendo had the direct playstation have their whatever they're called. Um, all the publishers are just going to do a big showcase like they did last year online. We don't need an E3 event. It doesn't need to come under the, the umbrella of E3. That's that's meaningless nowadays.
0: Yeah. it's. I mean, E3 was already turning into some kind of just like a giant promotional uh, showcase. And this has just been like, it is, this is exactly what it is. <laughs> it's yeah. the gaming awards, but without awards. And I'm looking forward to uh, to watching it. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: But um, and that also was the headlines. Well, one more as well. Oh, there's more. Well, didn't did you did you do any sleuthing in that website that I sent you?
1: What website was that?
0: The one about thirty-five.
1: Oh well, we don't know anything about that yet. Um, but yes, there is a Metal Gear Thirty-five or Thirty-fifth Anniversary website. That has gone live. That has absolutely nothing on it, um, apart from a logo. So it looks like it is officially Konami. Um, So who knows? Could they be re-releasing something or remastering something? Or
0: just just release a collection on a PS5? I would buy it, and I'll probably play through it because I've I've not recently, but a few, just two or three years ago, I played through Metal Gear Solid One and enjoyed it but i'd love to do it again and like really pay attention to the story a bit more um i
1: mean i would love to play a remake of metal gear solid one of Mm -hmm. which that one already exists which is how i first played it which is the twin snakes on gamecube which is where they basically remade metal gear solid one in the metal gear solid 2 engine and uh and released that which meant that you could look and move around in first person um it was very cool
0: Oh, interesting. Anyway, what's been splitting opinions this week?
1: Well, um, it's been splitting opinions for the last couple of weeks, Uh, but we were not here last week. Um, But what was released recently was, were the new DLC tracks in Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. So we thought we would go through and talk about what we like and what we don't like, what tracks are our favourites. And we want everyone to chip in. So if you've been playing Mario Kart, please say <laughs> and let us know your thoughts. Um, but Ben, do you have any kind of general thoughts to start us off on on the new tracks?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I really like them. Um, I think what a lot of people were worried about when they first showed them was like, they look terrible. Like they look kind of really basic and as though they're parts from the mobile game, which maybe they are, but I just don't think they look bad at all i think they fit in perfectly uh, maybe if you analyzed and really looked at like the different layouts and the different you know the the fidelity and how uh um you know how detailed some of the tracks the original tracks were to the ones that they've added maybe they do have less detail but it, they they fit in really really well um they play very interestingly and slightly different like yeah there are certain tracks like the parish track that changes every single lap which i find really interesting and confusing, because I always get uh, I always end up going, heading off in the wrong direction. But I do like how they've added some real-life places like Paris, like Tokyo. And I would be interested to see if they've got any uh, any new ones like that. And I wonder if... I would also like... You know how they've got... And I don't know how they, didn't, they never want it to be like Nintendo Kart. It's Mario Kart. But it would be interesting if they did some more tracks, a bit like going around Hyrule Castle, but maybe with some other games as well. Like a Splatoon track. I mean, they've got Animal Crossing. They've got Hyrule. They've got the F-Zero track. They could add some more games, some like, newer games, maybe. Xenoblade.
1: Well, I don't know. With the DLC tracks, I don't know if they're all from past games. So if it's just classics or if they're going to do some new ones. Mm. I don't th- I don't know if they said that or not.
0: I don't know. Yeah, because ni- what well, not the Ninja Hideout technically not... For, well, they've claimed that it's not, for, but they didn't say where it's from, even though it is technically from the mobile game. that's the the
1: confusing thing with that one is that on all the ones it says in the corner which game it's from um and the ninja one i'm pretty sure is from tour i think Mm. it's well known that it's from tour but that's the only one that doesn't have a a game on it as if as if it's new Mm. but i don't think it is i mean i haven't played mario kart tour i guess my Mm. the the two things i've noticed from the tour tracks is a they are sort of based, apart from Ninja Hideaway, they're based on real places. So you've got Paris, you've got Tokyo. Um, and actually I quite like that. And I'm guessing that's the reason for it being tour because it's like a world tour, um, which has only really clicked for me in having played these new tracks. Um, they also seem a lot wider, um, mm. which I'm guessing is because of the motion controls on on mobile. Yeah. Um, it's a bit more lenient. Um, so they seem a lot wider. Um, and yeah, they are... I think less detailed and a little bit basic. I think I don't think you notice really, it too
0: much. Maybe yeah, maybe he'll When start... you
1: really analyze it, you yeah. can and slow it down, you can see, you know, that instead of a grass texture, it's just green mm. um, and, and things like that. So it does look simplified a little bit. But I still think that they they play well and when we've been playing online and jumping around the different tracks, you don't really notice too much like, oh, this one suddenly looks awful. It fits in. It's still Mario Kart. The characters still look great because it's the same character models, um, and that's really what you're focused on more than anything, I think. Rather than the background of the track, um, I like you. I really like the tracks that do something different. So the Paris track, where the third track is is different. It goes backwards, or um, the Tokyo track. Each lap is different. Um, I really like that, and I think that's something that would be really fun for them to expand on in future games um you know every game has had its own little twist mm. be it double dash with the two characters um or eight with the sort of uh gravity stuff um so if they had tracks that all morphed and did something different each time i think that would be really cool and i really like the ninja hideaway one i feel like people are a little less enthused by that one because it's a bit complicated but i like yeah. that there are so many different routes and it's you can you can jump off and Go up a ramp, or not this time, and lots of shortcuts. Um, I I really like that, and I wish that the tracks were a bit more complicated and had more shortcuts and things to them uh, that you could find uh, instead of it just being a very obvious track. Yeah, I,
0: that's one thing I like about it is the uh, once you get to know it a bit, you can kick ass. <laughs> you could anybody that's joining and they're new to it, you're like, well, I'm going to beat you, which I like. What Absolutely. are people saying in the Dick
1: Zord? Uh We've had a couple of comments in Dick Zord. Um Moon Princess. Um, haven't gotten a chance to play all of the new tracks yet, but they're really good so far. My favorite is always Choco Mountain. That won't change.
0: Mm.
1: Classic N64 one, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, uh, And then we've got Money. I generally love the new tracks. Some of them are a bit weird. I'm talking about You Ninja Hideaway. How dare. Wow but generally think the new additions are great. I do really doubt if it's necessary to stretch this out over such a long period of time, because while they are generally nice tracks, I do also find not all of them are massively complicated or super exciting. So I feel they could potentially wear out quickly, which then just also makes you question the long stretch more. My favorite so far is Paris Promenade, but maybe that's just my desperate need for travel speaking here. (laughs) Mm. I know what you mean. They are stretching this out over a really long time. Mm. And I do feel like that is a business decision to get people to subscribe (laughs) um, Mm. as part of the the expansion more than it's taking them a long time to develop because it's not going to take them that long, I'm sure. Mm. Um, So I feel like it is more of a business decision to stretch it out. Um, But I also get that it's, you know, it takes a bit of time or it allows a bit of time for these new tracks to embed a little bit. You know, when people are playing um, playing the game online, now they can mix in these new tracks with the old ones uh, and get used to them and play them a lot before the next chunk come out. It's not like, here's a load of new tracks all in one go and it's a bit overwhelming. I don't mind that it's spaced out, but, you know, two years essentially is is a long time.
0: Also, we have some other breaking news. Um, uh, check the Watch the chat. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Wait. Don't, not yet. Wait.
1: We're all waiting, Ben. We're on, on ten hooks here. Uh,
0: Come on. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> wait a minute.
1: Copy, paste. Come on.
0: Yeah. Can you see it? Can you see it now? I can't. It's not showing up for me, but I think it might work. But yeah, the announcements on Twitch now exist I don't know if anyone else can see it
1: oh yes I can't see it in the chat that I have now I think you have to yes. refresh okay I think mods mods can now do announcements mm. um, within chat so you can sort of highlight a message as, a, as an announcement yeah.
0: yeah and that is because today is firstly Trans Visibility Day Trans Day of Visibility it is um, but also Twitch obviously likes to forget and just not, you know, <laughs> of all what? the other days, of all the days they could do it. Um, but they've also made decided today is Mod Appreciation Day. Uh, so they've launched this feature because mods can do it as well. And I really like that feature. Very cool.
1: It is nice. Hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. Any other comments? No. That's well, it. that will be it for the podcast. And I think also for the stream because I'm actually really really tired. If you don't mind, that's fine. <laughs> because also if I stream till eleven, then it'll be like another hour of me trying to get to sleep, and I'll just be tired tomorrow. So we will do uh, we will do some fall guys. I was trying to get Ed to do some Cuphead, but he said I think we would never speak to each other again after playing some Cuphead co-op.
1: Well, I'm I'm open to whatever chat would like to see in future. Um, Cuphead is is very fun. I mean, I've played it already, so I can at least guide you a little bit uh, in in how to play. Um, but it's not an easy game, and if uh, if you end up dying and trolling me, I'm, I am going to get really frustrated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we won't. But yeah, maybe like. But it guys. might
1: be fun to play in co-op. Yeah. But then there's also Fall guys that's just very very silly. That I'm sure we can both well, I mean, you might not win a crown because you haven't yet, but, you know, we can both lose that in equal fashion. Exactly.
0: Yeah, because people are good at that game now. But
1: yeah, we'll we'll,
0: we'll be doing some of that at some point. But yeah, thank you uh, very much. Where can we find you, Ed?
1: You can find me at Ed underscore Knights with an N on Twitch, on Twitter, and you can see my writing on Eurogamer.
0: And you've got a review for Sonic coming out tomorrow. Indeed.
1: uh, and also next week there will be a preview of Two Point Campus. Mm,
0: I'm excited so, to read that.
1: Go look forward to that.
0: Excellent. All right, and yeah, you can find me everywhere. Biggest Bennis, big biggest Beness one on Twitter. You can find me on YouTube, Biggest Beness, Twitch, uh, Biggest Beness, and just I mean just type into Google and you'll find it, I'm sure. So, uh, and also if you want to check out uh, this podcast with all the links for it, or you want to uh, listen to any of the old ones, then just go to splitthescreen.com for all your podcasting needs. Thank you very, very much, Ed. And also thank you very much to Brian, a.k.a. Urban Bohemian, for joining us. Yes. And uh, having my back when it comes to Destiny 2, one of the greatest (laughs) games ever made. If you say so. I'll get you into it. I mean, you do seem to kind of like it a little bit, don't you?
1: I am by no means averse to Destiny. He's by, by no, no means averse. <laughs> 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 Funny. Um, I, I will more than happily play it. Um, it's just I'm not as that? embedded as you are.
0: Can we clip it and I'll, I'll edit the audio. It'll be fine.
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> Alright, well, you know, if I don't see you through week, I'll see you through the window. Is that the phrase? What's, the, what's that goodbye phrase?
1: Oh, no. <sighs> we're not doing that but instead <laughs> thank you all very much for listening and for being here we'll see you next week be there hope we'll be it. split where